Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. This is Career Central, an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host. Our guest today is Tom Pounder, an expert on all things LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn and wondering if you are maximizing its potential or just considering opening a LinkedIn account, you are listening to the right podcast. Tom, it is a real honor to have you on our show. Welcome. Hi, Lorraine. I'm really excited being here and I appreciate you asking me to join you, especially when you said you wanted me to talk about LinkedIn, my favorite topic to speak about. All right, but let's start with you sharing with our audience your career. You've had a, a fascinating career. We were talking about it a little bit before the show, so why don't you share with our audience? Well, it really started out in career business management from family business to my first job when I was 16 um, within the food industry and then, um, then retail, retail management, um, import, export, wholesale. Um, and then now into career services. Um, so throughout my career, I've always been involved with hiring, training, development, and trying to find a re- the right talent for all my teams because my teams made me successful. Um, so the biggest change I found in recruiting and finding talent is we now have LinkedIn, which really helps everybody, the job seeker and the and, uh, recruiter to find the best talent. Um, but one thing throughout my career, it's only, always been about having the right team and the right people. Now we can find them easier, hopefully, with the right LinkedIn profiles. Tom, I know that whenever you take on something, you become an expert in it. So tell us a little bit about how you've become an expert in LinkedIn. Well, it, it just happened naturally as LinkedIn grew. I started my career service business with doing a lot of um workshops and seminars in the New York Public Library in Manhattan. And um, I was part of LinkedIn for a while then, but I started getting a lot of questions from the audience about LinkedIn. They were getting found, and this is going back a decade ago when LinkedIn was you know, still growing at a great pace, but not widely as known as it is now. So it just happened naturally. I would study the questions. I actually was a LinkedIn member since 2007, but not until I started a career thinking that I really get into the power of LinkedIn. Um, and it just grew, just n- naturally grew. And I know how powerful it is for my clients and the people I help to manage their career, the connections and getting found for opportunities that it, I couldn't avoid it. I had to become an expert at LinkedIn because that's what we all need to teach people that LinkedIn is, is there to help you. I know that one of the things that you've shared with me is how important your LinkedIn picture is. And as I was doing a little bit of searching this weekend, I saw so many, just that standard, I don't know, gray shadow, no picture. And it really didn't encourage me to check, check out their profile. So tell us about pictures, how important they are, and just how to get a picture that makes people want to open your profile. Well, the headshotting and profile is very important. You know that old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words, but you want to make sure that the right thousand words. So even as a recruiter, when we look at our list of possible candidates from that recruiting list in LinkedIn Recruiter, we just get to see that little round, smaller version of the headshot. But we do see it, and it is important. It helps gravitate us to wanting to look, look at your profile. So not having one is definitely going to harm you because that visual engagement just isn't there. But when we talk about the quality of the headshot, 
it needs to be clear headshot of you, no logo, no distracting backgrounds, no one else in the profile. This is your professional profile. So those family pics, LinkedIn is just not the best place for those pictures. But then again, when it comes to the quality of the picture, it should be a headshot mid chest up, making sure your head's not chopped off. And we want to we want to hire happy people. I don't think any recruiter says, let me go find a sad person. So I know it might sound a little bit rude, but make sure you're smiling in the headshot. It's super important. We don't want any Debbie Downers or Downing Dans on our team. So let's make sure the headshot really reflects someone who's happy, willing to engage, and willing to meet other people. And that goes a long way in how the quality of the headshot helps people interact with you. Now you've got your headshot and then you've also got that background, which the default background is that, you know, blue, white lines. But what do you think people should do in terms of the background on LinkedIn? So they do get noticed. So when somebody opens up their profile, they go, Oh, I really like this. Well, the background image on your, um, your LinkedIn profile, just think your LinkedIn profile is like your mini website within LinkedIn's main website. So you want it to reflect who you are, whether it's going to be something about your brand value, something about your industry, or something that connects to what you do professionally. Lots of times I see a headshot, um, banner images about a vacation or a nice sunset sunrise, which I love sunsets and sunrises, but it doesn't really add much visual value to the recruiter or the reason you're on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, you know, you're a sales professional, a banner image about sales or the products you sell could have a subconscious connection to the recruiter when they look at your profile. Now, the, the banner image doesn't really help your um, searchability or discoverability on LinkedIn, but when someone opens it, they start learning about you because we're visual beings, so that banner image could bring a lot of value. Okay, I know one of the things that you do see when you do a search is the headline. You, you want to explain to our listeners, in case they're brand new to LinkedIn, what the headline is, and then I want to talk about how to make it powerful. Well, the headline, when you look at your LinkedIn profile, anyone's profile, underneath the name, you have a section. It used to be 120 characters. Now it's 210. It might be 220. I keep getting mixed up. Let's say 210. You can write a headline that kind of describes something about you professionally. Um, I like to include the top job title you're targeting and then some other keywords or some other quick brand tagline. So when someone, before they click on your profile, they get opportunity to read that headline. So it helps them decide that they actually are going to click on the right profile because you're a happy headshot and a really branded um, headline, branded headline will help engage people to click on your profile above someone, before someone above you, below you, especially recruiting. We use LinkedIn Recruiter. We might have a list of 80 people on that list that could be good candidates. The headline is something we see first. I'm going to put you on this spot um, because I know you work a lot with people on headlines. Can you think of um, just an example of a powerful headline so our listeners get an idea how to shape theirs? Well, I had, a, I had an English teacher and his headline, and you, you said, well, why would a teacher be on, on LinkedIn? Well, he was retired from the teaching industry, but he still wanted to teach in some way, shape or format. Um, so he just had English teacher as his headline. So we, when we played around with it, and you're putting me in the spot because I got to remember what I wrote. So we put certified, certified English teacher um, in Ohio, and then we put down, I think the branded headline was creating inspiring learning environments to move students forward from education to career, something like that. And it became very powerful. And he said that headline got a lot of people to visit his profile that he normally wouldn't have. 
So it, it's almost a call to action in some ways, like this, you know, this is what you get if you come check me out. Whereas if you just said English teacher, they go, oh, gee, nice English teacher. But this basically said, I'm an English teacher and this is what I can do for you. Is that? Yes, yes. Somewhat. When we think about it, it's really a marketing ploy. You know, mm-hmm. it, I, I look at the, the headline of your LinkedIn profile as the headline of a magazine, you know, the headline needs to attract the right people. You want people to buy the magazine, open and read it. You want people to click on your profile. So you look at the headline of the magazine, it might have a couple headlines, but those headlines are targeted towards a certain audience. So if you're on LinkedIn right now to find your next career opportunity, it should be geared towards that, where you want to go in the future. And that hopefully attracts the right people. In prep for our conversation today, I was doing some searching and I, I hate to go negative, but I saw a lot of headlines that didn't even say what the person did. And I think I want to emphasize that it's a marketing statement, but also, you know, a statement of what you do. Oh, most, most definitely. I, I, uh, I cringe at some of the headlines, you know, headlines is, uh, you know, professional look for next career opportunity. I, I recruit, I have one company say, Tom, we need someone looking for next opportunity. We want someone unemployed. That should be part of your headline. Your headline is your opportunity to quickly brand your value so you attract the right people. So instead of looking for opportunities, you could say accountant with experience in or accountant slash and then some of your skills so that the person looking for you is going, I want an accountant, not I want somebody who is looking for a job. So I think that's a very valuable tip. And I know a lot of people that um, listen are in that job search. So please listen to what Tom says so that there's not all those looking for opportunities, but, but says what you, what you can do. Now, I know, yeah, uh, go, go ahead. I mean, not to cut you in, but you know, when you think about it, you have that 210 characters, just make sure it really identifies where you want to go next in your career, because that's what matters to you currently. Okay. Now, I know another very important part of the LinkedIn is the about section. I also know that people really struggle with that. So why don't you talk a little bit about the about section, and then we'll dig deep and figure out how we can write a good about. Well, the about section, and the reason LinkedIn changed it from summary to about, because when it was summary, people were just summarizing their career. And that's not really what it's meant to be. The about section is still a social platform. So the about section gives you the opportunity, 2,600 characters, to actually speak about yourself. Um, what do you bring to the table? What makes you special in your industry or field of, um, you know, profession? Uh, what makes you a subject matter ec- expert in your industry? Um, you know, if you're a salesperson, what makes you good at sales? Why do clients like purchasing from you? If you're a marketing manager, um, why do your marketing techniques get, you know, build a brand value quicker? You know, so when I visit about page, I want to learn about the person, what they bring to the table, less about the career, because I'm going to read that when I scroll down. It's more about when I hire you, this is a core I get. This is a type of marketing manager. This is a type of leader. This is a type of sales professional. This is a type of um, content manager, um, event planner. It's all about those core competencies and skills that we need and we look for when we recruit people. So it's more about who you are and less about where you've been. Sometimes you see LinkedIn profiles that are just uh, the about section, which are just bullet points of accomplishments. I, I hear you saying that you want more of a, the personality to come out, more of a storytelling. Oh, oh, definitely. The accomplishments I'll see when I, I look at one company for three years, I expect accomplishments to be there. Now, you don't just forget about the accomplishments. Tell me how you earned those accomplishments by your leadership, 
the ability to manage uh, uh, multiple projects and high-level clients at the same time, the ability to lead and build teams, the ability to understand your clients' um, pain points and how you can solve them. So it's more about the action, the philosophy, and the techniques and uh, the core concepts of who you are that I want to read in the about section. And stay away from those large chunks of paragraphs. Large, con large chunks of content turns off the human eye when we're reading on social media platforms. Even when I recruit, if I see a big paragraph that's 8, 10, 12 lines thick, I get very disenchanted and I just, I skim over it. I don't, I don't read it. So feed the information to small tidbits because we remember more and we'll read and we'll be more engaged to read more about you. I think our listeners have picked up that you are a recruiter. When recruiters search um, LinkedIn profiles, I know that part of the about section pops up, I think. What part does the recruiter see? Well, the recruiter sees, um, before we had to click see more, the first three lines on a desktop is what we see. So if one line is kind of a blank line or just one word on a line, we'll see that in the next two sentences. On a mobile device, I think it depends on the device. If it's 140, 180 characters. We'll see uh, uh, from the about section before we click more. You want them to click see more, but so you want to make sure the first few lines is really engaging, it's really branded, and draw the reading into want to learn more about who you are. So yes, that does matter how you start it off. Again, we're going to put you on the spot. Maybe a client that you worked with or just an idea. I can see you're grimacing, but um, <laughs> you are so good at this. A lot of people start off with, you know, I'm an administrative assistant with 17 years of experience, and then they've pretty much wasted that whole first line without grabbing your attention. Can you think of a great well, administrative assistant? You know, uh, instead of starting off, I've been have 17 years experience. Just say, I've been I've been the backbone of of the bosses I support. I plan the day, I execute the mission, I plan the future, and I engage. I, I solve client problems. That's what administrative assistant really do. They actually, in many cases, they are the the good part of the success of the CEO or anyone who they're supporting. So just get some type of quick statement there that really tells me your superpowers. All right. Um... Tell us, you know, any other tips for building out that profile? I you mean, beyond, the about section, that? you mentioned um, about including experiences underneath the jobs. And I think sometimes, again, I look at LinkedIn and it'll just have the job title and the years, but it won't say anything about what they did. What should we build in under that? Well, one thing we have to understand with LinkedIn is kind of, we have to look at it in two, two different ways. Number one, it's nothing... Initially, it's a huge database. And when enough data points, content data points, keywords, skills, um, key um, um, attributes, um, you know, competencies, when enough of those keywords in your LinkedIn profile, which is a database, matches what recruiters are looking for, matches what job postings are posted out there, matches um, other people that are relevant to you, is when those data points come together and that's when the hum human connection and that's when conversation starts. So it starts with having the right data points and enough of the data points to help you get to the top of the search list. So I see a lot of profiles that just have the career experience section, just job title, company name and tenure, and maybe a tiny little paragraph, one line or something. So they're losing the opportunity to get a lot of great matching data points there to help them get found. And when the right person finds you, 
that's when it could lead to amazing opportunities. So we first have to understand the back end is a big database and you want to make sure you get found based on a data you have in your LinkedIn. Um, and then, and then that's why I always say well, we want to write toward the future. So if you're shifting your career, you're going for the next level, you want to make sure you have some of the key data points, those key skills, those key words that's relevant to where you want to go. Uh, and then the second part of it is still a social platform. So when we read about someone's career history, we want to understand who the person is. So the information in each job you have can really identify what you're in charge of and most important, what you accomplished, just like in a resume, you know, how did you make impact? How do you make a difference? How did you save that client you almost lost? How did you increase sales 26% three years in a row? I want to learn more about how you did that. So getting those accomplishments, those great stories of how you made a difference and we all make a difference. If we earn a paycheck, we made a difference somehow in the company. And we want to really highlight those attributes about your career. And that's what gets people really engaged to want to hire you, or at least give you a call and speak to you. So in that professional um, section, bullet points or paragraphs? Both. So a bullet point, you want people, um, the bullet points will get read first. Um, it's just human nature, basically. Paragraphs get read secondary if they do get read. So the bullet points need to be super powerful, front-loaded with outcome and value that gets them engaged to read more of the bullet points. And the paragraphs are more informational about a job description or areas of responsibilities. So I say both. Okay. Tom, we're going to take a very short break. And we, when we come back, we're going to find out how we can use our LinkedIn profile to build our network. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be back with Tom in a very short time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, 
please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back. We've been talking to Tom Pounder, an expert on all things LinkedIn. Before the break, he was talking about building out our profile. Now we're going to jump into another very important part of LinkedIn, and that is how to build our network. So, Tom, for folks that either haven't built their network or, again, are, are new to LinkedIn, what are tips for building a network? Can I just say one comment before we go into that? Of course. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the career experience section. One thing you really need to understand is your company's, your current company's social media policy. So some, certain industries, certain companies, you have to be careful what you share on LinkedIn. Just make sure you understand that because the resume could be a little bit a different tool when it comes to that. So sometimes some, certain information, certain companies have to be, have to be left out of LinkedIn. So, In other words, your about section shouldn't be all the trade secrets of, of your company that... Uh, yeah, your, your, career, your, career, your career history, yes. Yeah. So sometimes percentages of, uh, can be worked better on LinkedIn than numbers. So you don't have to leave those great stories, but sometimes just be um, conscious of what they allow. So building a network um, on LinkedIn is such an important tool because that's what helps you get found. Um, so when we talk about a LinkedIn network, um, quantity and quality need to work hand in hand. Um, you, you, you don't want to just have 10 connections. You want to really keep building a, a decent sized network because when you build a network, you get further reach to other people. You get closer to other people. For just an example, I have 10,800 connections on my first level connection. That means I requested to connect with someone and someone or someone um, requested to connect with me and we mutually agreed to be in each other's first level connections. Now I've been on LinkedIn doing that for 10 years. So my LinkedIn network has grown. Um, so when someone connects with me, my first level connections, 10,000 becomes their second level connections. So in my first level connections, I have like 2,600 recruiters. So it brings recruiters closer to people. So when you connect to people, it's not just about that person, it's their network too that become very valuable. So you bring more quality people closer to you. So when you build a network, you want to, um, you know, connect to people you know, um, people you want to know, people that are relevant to your career, people that work at companies you want to join, um, people that do what you do, people that graduated from the same college, past, employ past employers, past colleagues, vendors, anyone you had a professional relationship, even your ex-bosses, even if you had a boss that fired you, sometimes the boss might have had to let you go, and it wasn't his or hers decision, but yet they were the person you know, carrying the ax. Um, so I've seen that happen several times where I had a client that refused to connect with their past boss because they were let go. And when they finally agreed to do it, that, that ex-boss helped them find the next role. So it's pretty powerful. Um, so you just want to build a, a, a network that's relevant to who you are now and where you want to go next. Now, you can start connecting to some people in certain industries, certain parts of the globe, where overnight, over a weekend, you can have five, 600 new connections. Does that mean that it's relevant to you? Because the quality of connections helps the machine learning and the algorithms in the back get you um, future connections, get you the right information in front of you. So if you start watering down your network with people that don't really bring value to who you are and who you want to be, 
at a certain point, it's going to actually have a negative impact in how LinkedIn is going to work on your side. So let's say folks that are listening are pretty new to LinkedIn. How do you find those folks in companies that you might want to link in with? Well, you would just do a search. You would do a company search, and you look for people that work in a company, and then you can start fil- using the filters LinkedIn has to maybe look. Maybe it's a big company that had 20,000 employees. You could look for at those lists of people on LinkedIn that works for a certain company and then actually filter them out down by geographic location, years of work at the company, even their job titles, and start connecting to people that are close and match to you in that certain company. Um, I remember when I really started, started career thinker, um, a de- I'm, I'm celebrating a decade soon. Um, I had like one of those long shoe boxes where you would store, you know, your business cards at three of them must've been like 500 business cards from the previous 25 years of my career. I sat there for almost three days looking at each one of those people on LinkedIn. And back then LinkedIn was half a quarter of the size it was trying to find those connections on LinkedIn and build my network that way. Um, so you really want to you really want to start with the people you know, even family members is okay because family members are connected to other professionals and family members work someplace, um, so they can bring value also. Okay. So talk a little bit about how LinkedIn takes your network, and then I I think they make suggestions on people you might want to connect with. Is that what you're talking about? The back end. Well, yeah, when the way the algorithm, machine learning, it, LinkedIn learns everything about you. I'm not sure if anyone watched that um, Netflix show, Social Dilemma. Um, it, the way the algorithms work, LinkedIn wants everyone who's on LinkedIn to be successful for whatever reason they're on LinkedIn for. But LinkedIn could only go by what data you have in your LinkedIn profile, your connections, and what actions you take on LinkedIn. So the better information you feed it by your actions and the people you're connected to, um, it's going to help you get those news feeds that are more relevant to you. It's going to help you connect to recruiters that would be typically at a company you most likely would want to work for. Um, so I will use this example. Let's say a, a marketing manager um, all of a sudden started um, just connecting to people that work in the veterinarian industry and not even people in the marketing industry, in that industry. Um, at a certain point, LinkedIn is going to learn something new about this person that they're more interested in, in the veterinary industry and start feeding them different information suggesting different connection and drive what they are going to do on LinkedIn to all the different, you know, a different turn or different road. Um, so keep LinkedIn relevant to you, take relevant actions and, you know, and, and just embrace what LinkedIn could do for you. But, um, you know, building, building the right um, network. Um, and I learned this whole hard way. If you, people that have been on LinkedIn for a while, you should remember Lion, L-I-O-N, that meant LinkedIn open networking networker that means they were connected anybody who connects with them and seemed like a great thing back then but what's happened you get a network full of people that are not going to help you because there's no connection no reason to okay so again i'm tom i'm going to put you on the spot because you're talking about using linkedin as a recruiter there are different levels of linkedin can you just give us an overview because then we're going to dive into what um, recruiters use uh, we mean different levels of of LinkedIn because you can have a free account, you can have different levels of accounts. So, right. So depending what you're on LinkedIn for, if you're LinkedIn to possibly manage your career, whether you need a job next week, next year, or you might just want to be open for opportunities and see where your career could take you, um, I, I'm going to always recommend the career premium account. I'm not sure it's around twenty-five to twenty-six dollars a month if you pay in in a, in a year. 
uh, or month to month. Um, I suggest um, people that are looking to manage their career to have that account because it gives you some extra bells and whistles, some extra filters when you're doing searching, whether you're searching for companies, opportunities, or people, you can really define your search down. Remember, there's over 650 million profiles on LinkedIn. So you want to make sure when you spend time searching things that you get the best results that are more defined to what's relevant to you. Um, and then one of the best features with that premium career account is you get to see the past 90 days who's looked at your profile. On a free account, you get to see the last five people. So just for example, let's say you apply for a job on Friday and then you take the weekend off, you don't go into LinkedIn and Monday you go into LinkedIn at two o'clock in the afternoon and you see the last five people that looked at your profile. But let's say the, the 20th person ago was the recruiter at the company you just applied for or your next boss who your next boss at a company if you were hired is looked at your profile. You don't know that. So what's good about LinkedIn when you had the premium count, you can see those people looked at your profile and then you could be assertive, not aggressive. You could be assertive and start the conversation and say, Sam, how you doing? Um, I see you took a peek at my profile just to um, let you know I applied for the marketing position at your company last Friday. If you need any more information, here's my phone number, you can contact me. So that's just one of the bells and whistles you get um, on a premium career account. Also on a premium career account, you get to get LinkedIn Learning, which is, is a super tool. It used to be lynda.com. Um, 2016, I think it's 2016, LinkedIn purchased lynda.com and it's the learning platform. And LinkedIn has some really huge plans for this platform. It's going into corporate America already. But for a job seeker, it could really help you brush up on certain skills or, you know, uh, or even practice for your interview. There's so many great skills, so many great um, education programs on LinkedIn Learning. I had a client who just got hired for a uh, uh, online event management company they do online events um and he came from the event planning industry and he was you know not skilled at some of the technology he actually went online and learned what he needed or at least got familiar what he needed to learn in that um for that type of job and that helped him during the interview process so there's, there's just so many ways the premium count is worth worth this uh, weight in gold and then recruiters have a different level do you want to, because we want to get found um, as job candidates. So what do um, recruiters see and how do they use that tool? Well, LinkedIn recruiter, there's different levels of membership with that also, depending on what type of recruitment firm um, or what type of company you work for. And obviously each comes with a high price. And with each price, you get more bells and whistles. But the bottom line LinkedIn recruiter account gives you opportunity to search for people. Um, so let's say, um, and that's what we use. Let's say I'm looking for, um, we hire a lot of sales executives, uh, salespeople. So let's, let's say I'm, I'm looking for a, a regional sales manager for the Northeast. Um, I go on LinkedIn Recruit and I start searching for that type of person. So I entered a job title or job titles I would want the previous candidate to have. I start entering some of the skills that I want the candidate to have. And LinkedIn is very, very intuitive. So based on previous searches I've done, previous searches for the same job titles, LinkedIn suggests which keyword that should be looking for in, in those profiles. So if I know what I'm looking for on LinkedIn Recruiter, I could build a talent search in eight minutes, easy. Um, the process of posting a job posting, waiting for resumes and all that could take weeks. So I build this talent search. I'm looking for this type of talented person, years of experience. 
um, previous job titles, current job titles, these 20 hard skills, these 10 tech skills, these 10 competencies or soft skills, and I hit enter, and then instantly I get a list of possible candidates based on how LinkedIn sees they fit into my search results. Typically, the first time you do a search, you get way too many candidates. Then you go back into the filters and you make the search a little more stricter. So you narrow down those possible candidates. Then you freeze that list and then you go through those, um, you go through that list and you start clicking on profiles, reading the, reading the profiles, and then, you know, making that decision who's going to be on your short list to contact. So it's um, pretty powerful. <laughs> So if I'm hearing you correctly, the more comprehensive your LinkedIn profile is, the greater the chance that you will be found. Right. Because when, when we talk about keywords in your profile, you want to pay attention to keyword density and keyword diversity. So what I mean by keyword diversity, you want to have enough of those typical skills for your industry and job type because each company might narrate what what skills are relevant to them. So you want to have a diverse set of skills so you get found by a wider variety of um, opportunities and a keyword density when you take those top 10 or 15 keywords that would probably be in every single company search for um, that type of salesperson you want to make sure those top 10 15 keywords are repeated several times throughout the LinkedIn profile to help you rank better all right so just one more reinforcement of make sure that you uh, fill out that profile and update it um, talk a little bit about how frequently somebody should update their LinkedIn profile? All the time. Um, so your LinkedIn profile is a living, a living social media platform. So you learn a new skill. You got a new certification, update your LinkedIn. Um, you got a promotion, update your LinkedIn. Um, you found a new job, you connected or you work in a new company, update your LinkedIn. Um, you read someone else's profile and something about the profile really engaged you, inspired you. You could take that inspiration and go to your about page or go to any section of your LinkedIn profile and just take the inspiration and make that section more powerful, more you. You started volunteering, update your profile. You learned three new skills. You might have, might not have all the skills, or you might have 50 skills in the skill section completed, eliminate one that's less relevant and replace it with a new skill you learn. So my, it's always, I'm still updating my LinkedIn profile all the time. We didn't really talk about that skill section before, but let's just spend a minute. You can list 50 skills and then you can actually decide what skills appear, right? Because not all 50 pop up immediately when you look at your profile. Well, the, the skill section, LinkedIn gives opportunity to pin five, three key skills that are most relevant to your career future or why, why you're on LinkedIn. Um, because the skill section, to be honest, it's more sub subliminal for the, um, those top three skills. Most recruiters are going to take the time to open those skill section and read each one of those 50 skills. If you didn't have the right set of skills there, you probably wouldn't be in a search anyway, and it probably wouldn't be looking at your profile. So those three top skills should really be the most relevant skills for your next career target. Um, and then you, the skill section, you can reorder to different different orders. So LinkedIn takes the skills and, and categorize them by industry, um, um, knowledge, um, technical, and other skills. So you could reorder this, the order those skills, but the top three should be the most relevant skills you want people to know about you. Okay. You know, one section we didn't talk about either, um, and let's just talk briefly, is the education section. How important that is to fill out education and how it impacts the search. 
Well, the education, is, I mean, there's two ways of looking at the education section. If I'm looking for, a, a, you know, a, a marketing manager, I'm, I'm looking for an HR manager, and I'm looking for a bachelor's degree. If you don't have the uh, education on your LinkedIn profile and the bachelor's degree is a requirement, you're not going to get seen by that search, by that talent search. Um, so you want to you want to have your degrees on there. You want to have your education on even your continual education, because the biggest challenge we have in recruiting these days is a lot of um, people just don't have the current skills not that they can earn them, um, but they don't have the current skills or they're not, they're not doing edu continuing education to get those skills. So even you continue education, make sure that's updated. So it's important because of searches, um, if education is a requirement, then that's going to help you get found. Okay. And, and, and then and also a college graduate who doesn't have much of a career to build on yet, those um, more verbiage in education section, the top courses you took that are relevant, um, the activities you did in college, all that extra content could bring some more keyword richness to your profile. Okay. I often get the question about putting the, the years of your education on LinkedIn. People are afraid that they'll be, you know, seen as being too old for a job. What, what happens if you don't put your years on? Well, <laughs> Unfortunately, LinkedIn, you could, you could search, let's say I do a talent search for a human resource manager and I get, you know, I get 15,000 people in that search. Um, I could make that requirement um, of education requirements. And sometimes if I do the, the requirements for all years and, and 1960 to 2020 is a year span of look of education, if you don't have the years on that, you could get left off that search. Um, so it, it's tough the way LinkedIn works with some of the educational um, sorting in, in the LinkedIn recruiter. Um, but a rule of thumb, I should say a rule, um, every, every situation is different. Um, typically, if you have the education in this, in this century, I say definitely include it. Um, I'm leaning more towards including education all the time. Um, but some people are just afraid of ageism. So if it's in the previous century, a lot of people often leave the years of education off. So it's a balancing act. Uh, I don't have a direct answer to that question, but um, it is important to some of the search filters in the back to have your years of education on there. But sometimes when it comes to the human connection or oh, someone earned their degree in 1984, they're saying, okay, they're in the mid 50s. So our subconscious or unconscious bias can take, take a role then. So okay. that's a tough question. All right. Um, before we move on, because we're going to talk some other aspects of LinkedIn, before we leave the topic of making your profile highly marketable, easy to find, any, any other tips on building out that profile? Well, there's other sections. It's, I think, another 14 other sections of LinkedIn, oh, no, another nine other sections, you know, um, you know awards, um, patents, you know, there's um, the project sections. There's other sections where, uh, again, on, on a resume, you typically have a two to three page resume. Uh, on LinkedIn profile, you have opportunity to share a lot more about a lot more, you know, important things about your career. So take advantage of the additional sections. Your, your profile um, settings as far as the public, private, how much of it you share to the world outside of LinkedIn can help you get found too. But the whole idea, LinkedIn, you want to be authentic to who you are. I don't want to read a LinkedIn profile and feel like I found an exact right match. And then when I speak to you, you're a totally different person. So be authentic. Tell those stories. Don't be afraid to share 
um, some attributes, some traits um, about yourself and what you bring to the table. We, in, in career thinker, we use disk assessment that taps into your behavioral strengths. So getting some of that on your LinkedIn profile could be very effective also. So it just needs to really reflect who you are. So I think the thing we can take away is LinkedIn is not like a resume that you're trying to shrink to one page. It's okay. Share as much relevant information as possible. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to quiz Tom a little bit more on how to make sure that our LinkedIn profile makes us findable by recruiters. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back. We've been talking with our guest, Tom Pounder, the expert on all things LinkedIn. And before the break, he was sharing with us the importance of including all relevant information in LinkedIn. As he said that sometimes you can print it out, it's eight or nine pages, but that's okay because that is what a recruiter wants to know. So Tom, um, LinkedIn is an amazing dynamic tool. Let's just touch a little bit on how to build your network. You, you ask somebody to join you, they say yes, then do you just walk away? How, how do you start to build that relationship? 
Well, there's different types of connections. There's a connection that people would really know. Um, and obviously, it becomes become a little more social. But when you when you connect with someone you don't know, even on LinkedIn's premises, only connect to people you know. Um, to build that strong network, sometimes you have to meet new people. So um, once you connect with someone, um, and when you send that connection request out, you want to write that 300-character invitation. Why you want to connect with them? What do you have in common? So they know you looked at the profile. Um, and then that increases your um, acceptance of getting more people to accept your connection request. And then when they accept your connection request, don't set it and forget it. You want to have this conversation. You want to continue, um, you know, some type of conversation. It could be small. It could be a little bit bigger of a conversation. But start off small and just get to know the person a little bit. At some point, you could actually take that conversation offline to a phone call or a Zoom call. But the idea is about building um, connections that bring value to who you are. And then sometimes that conversation or the in back and forth conversation just kind of falls flat. So that connection would be kind of a secondary connection, someone you might revisit in the future. So you have to balance out the time you spend on the people you're speaking with. Before we move on from um, talking about how to get found, I know that you've shared with me another way of being found is by commenting on other people's posts. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, with LinkedIn, okay, having a, have an optimized profile that's rich in the right data points that helps you get found is really key. Also, understand there's some artificial intelligence and machine learning in LinkedIn. So it gives you credit for activities you do in LinkedIn. So it's going to know what type of articles you stop and read and open up. It's going to understand what you comment on and what you like or what you share. It's going to um, pay attention to your infinity actions. Those are things you do spontaneously, like watch a video for three minutes. Um, it's going to pay attention to your intentions, searching for a certain job title, search, searching for a certain type of people. It understands what you're doing. And the reason it's a good thing it does because it's trying to um, predict and help you be more successful on LinkedIn as time goes on. Um, I forgot your question at this point. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, I was just saying that it's not just building your profile uh, yeah. and connecting. It's being active on LinkedIn. And when you're active, people come find you, you start to build your right. reputation. So um, being active on LinkedIn, your, your intentions and your affinity actions really matters in the backend algorithms and machine learning. So when you read an article, it's good you read it. Now, if you like the article or the, or the post someone wrote, that's even better. If you comment on that post someone wrote, that's even this, you know, that's great. Um, if you share that content someone else has wrote, that's also very powerful. And if you share and comment, that's e even equally um, pretty amazing for the back end of LinkedIn that help, helps the algorithms learn more about you and, and gives you credit that's about topics and information that's relevant. Even sharing a post, let's say you let's say someone posted something about a job opening. It's not right for you, but you share that job posting with someone directly through LinkedIn Messenger. Um, LinkedIn gives you credit for all this. So it helps to be active on LinkedIn in the right way. You want to be active to what's relevant. So Building a network that's relevant around you, around you is going to get you relevant, you know, news feeds, relevant feeds in your home screen. So keep everything relevant to you, and it's just going to help you get there quicker. And also relevant job leads. I think once you become active on LinkedIn and you put those qualifications out, I know job links will even um, pop up and say you have so many of the qualifications required for this job. So, Tom, you've been amazing. Um, but we're at that point in the show where I'm going to ask you to 
give our listeners a five second challenge. And what that is, is we know that if somebody takes action within five seconds, that they will move forward. And so what can we do immediately after the show, or for those that are in a safe place, do right now, to start building their LinkedIn presence? Well, let's talk about the headline. Look at your headline, that 210 character section underneath your name, and just even just copy and paste it and email it to 10 friends and ask them, does this headline really reflect who I am, especially people that have worked with you? If they say no, they say just okay, then it's probably time to change it and really improve that headline. That's, that, that's number one, typically, if you're starting from you know, not knowing where to start, the headline. Analyze it, get some feedback, and then improve it. Fantastic challenge. Uh, you are an amazing, dynamic person. We have just kind of picked your brain about LinkedIn. Do you want to share with us about your business and what you do when you're not on Career Central being quizzed? Well, a career thinker, um, I left corporate America for a combination of personal reasons. Um, you know, I just needed more work-life balance. Um, that's part of it. And I started Career Thinker. I had a concept in my mind years, years down the road. I was going to do this when I retired. Well, working in corporate America, I worked for a company I loved. It was just an 80-hour work week type of thing. Um, so I started Career Thinker, and I started off just with career services, and I built more of a, a boutique firm, have six writers and coaches on my team, so we kind of handle a, a, sometimes a wider variety of clients. We don't find people jobs. We help them with the right tools, um, advice, and knowledge to help them connect to those opportunities. Um, so we do a lot of resume writing, a lot of, lot of LinkedIn profiles, career coaching, interview coaching. Um, cover letters, bios, and other services to help you, you know, get empowered to actually connect to the right jobs. Um, recruiting started about 2015, where companies that worked with in the past, worked for and worked with and competitors, um, seen me on LinkedIn, and I reached out, Tom, do you do recruiting? And I, I said, yeah, I know how to do recruit, and actually built a, a kind of um, a, um, recruiting side of career thinker. I work for four national companies on kind of a contingent basis where um, they give us, um, you know, hard to fill or they give us some high level um, positions to fill and we go out and fill them. So I got three recruiters in my team. So we have a combination of two sides of the business. Now, just because I'm a recruiter doesn't mean you connect me and I'm going to find you a job. Recruiters don't find jobs for people. Recruiters find people for jobs. Big difference. Um, so I get to see both sides of the challenge. I get to see the struggle of the job seeker and I get to see the, the struggle of the, uh, of the recruiter. Um, and they're both real struggles. <laughs> Finding the right talent and, and getting to the company you want to get into is two challenges that um, we can help soften that challenge, but um, it's still a very challenging situation. So those of us in our audience that are job seekers who would love to tap into your um, team, how, what's the best way to get a hold of you? LinkedIn. Um, we're talking about LinkedIn. It's going to be LinkedIn. <laughs> you can connect to me. You can see the profile. You can see my career history. You can see my connections. I'm open with everything. You can see people who recommended us. So you get a good sense of our footprint and who we are. Um, you know, and, and then also I do a lot of online webinars um, and I do a lot of educational programs also. Um, this is another arm that we have out there. I want to say one more thing about Tom. He actually teaches a course on LinkedIn. Um, you want to talk just a little bit about that? Because th there are people who want to become experts on LinkedIn like you, and this is a great way to start. 
Well, it's a um, NCOPE, nationally certified online profile expert. <laughs> um, we try to get LinkedIn in the name, but we, they wouldn't let us. So it's, it's a course that you get certified in, some of the best practices to create the optimized profile to get you found. And this is stuff there. It's like, how do you build a network? How does LinkedIn recruiter work? What are some of the actions, activities you do on LinkedIn to increase your odds of getting found? And it's understanding the keyword, um, keyword power of the LinkedIn profile. Um, and then, um, you know, even the settings, there's so many different settings on LinkedIn. Some of them can improve your reach and your visibility, and some of them it could, um, you know, help you protect yourself also. So the five-week um, course um, that just goes deep dive into all things LinkedIn. I've got to admit, I've taken the class. It's amazing. And if you've enjoyed this probably 40 minutes of listening to Tom, you will really enjoy his entire um, course. It's extremely valuable. But Tom, I want to thank you for joining us today. For those of you that are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or another platform that lets you rate our show and leave comments, please let us know how we're doing. Career Central is committed to bringing practical career advice like the stuff we talked about today to you each week, and your feedback will help us reach that goal. Um, I want to shout out to all of the um, listeners. We um, got some numbers this week, and we are in the top 10% of all podcasts. That's because of you, not because of me. So I really appreciate everybody that's listening. A reminder of our five-second challenge. I love it. Look at your LinkedIn headline. See if you like it. Change it. Share it with a few friends. Get some feedback because that is one of the ways that people will find you. Next week, we will be talking about more strategies and techniques for advancing your career. Our guest is Marie Platt, an award-winning resume writer who knows what it takes to get a resume in front of a hiring manager. I know a lot of you listen to this podcast on demand, and so you don't have the opportunity to call in during the show. I want to offer you the opportunity to email me any questions you'd like to ask Marie. I will read them on the air, and then you will be able to hear the answers when you access the podcast. To send those questions, send me an email at Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E at the word interview, the number two, the word work.com. We will get those questions on the air and hopefully assist you in improving your resume. So this is Lorraine Beeman. And until next week, I want to encourage you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.